This is Table Talk, the bonus episode of Live from the Table, the official podcast of the Comedy Cellar. This is Dan Natterman, the host of Table Talk with Peril Ashenbrand, the co-host of Table Talk. Hi. We have a special guest. Well, he's not that special because he was at the last two bonus episodes. Noam Dorman, owner of the Comedy Cellar. I. Uh, he joins us because hello, hello. he feels like he doesn't have to, and so he doesn't feel any pressure. Uh, first of all... Um, very quickly, I, I had to, uh, I needed an Uber the other day, and so I downloaded, and it made me download the Uber app was being updated. Mm -hmm. But in order to get the updated version, I had to update the operating system on my phone. Uh-oh. So I did that, and then the search bar for, the, when, I, when I downloaded the new operating system, the search bar yeah. was at the bottom of the screen. I lived with it for two days. Until I said, I can't live like this. <laughs> and I Googled around and said, and I was able to reset, figure out, it wasn't that hard, but I was able to reset the search bar at the top. Okay. How the fuck can you have the search bar at the bottom? It's maddening. I'm looking right the, now. I, is it something you get used to? I can't imagine ever getting used to that. I mean, it I was horrifying. I put up with it as long as I could, Perry. <laughs> and then I said, no, this, this can't continue. I'm sort of impressed that you were able to figure out. Well, it's not that hard, but but I'm shocked it's even an option. Is it? Well, I mean, is it, is it just because I'm, I'm, I'm used bar? to it, or is it? Yes, it's just because you're used to it. Because you know how, like, when you get a new phone, does and it's like much larger than the old phone. If you're a person who gets a new phone every few years, like I am, some people mm. get new phones all the time, and you're like, oh my God, this is enormous. How could I ever get used to this? But then That's my do. wife said on our... Well, <laughs> does, does anybody... Uh, Nicole, do you have the search bar at the bottom? Yeah, it's infuriating, but that update was a while ago, I feel like. You really... So your search bar is at the top. Mine's at the no, top. No, no, no. Mine's at the, the bottom, whatever the new one is. Well, why, And it's infuriating. Yeah, I hate it. Well, you can put it at the top. How do you do you. that? I forgot. I think it's set. <laughs> I forgot, but just Google it, and you can put it at the top. Yeah, it starts you off. It starts you, when you download the operating system. It starts at the bottom. I didn't need it until I needed an Uber. The other night, I ordered an Uber. I was in Long Island at a gig, and I I usually use Lyft, but uh, you know whatever there was. Yeah, that's something to talk about too. How come you use usually use Lyft? I tried to put you in an Uber the other night too, and you were like, "I don't have Uber. I only have yeah because I didn't have a, my up, I didn't update my credit card. Oh, that's at right. th that night. But then the next week, I had a gig, and I needed and the Uber app said, "No, you need you need to update the Uber app." Mm. But I couldn't update the Uber app until I updated the operating system. So well, I'm very glad you got that all sorted out. All right. So we're, I guess we're going to. I understand what's going on here now. Okay. Dan has got nothing for our first 15 minutes no, 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 now no. because he's, he's oh. using. This is what this <laughs> would have been our first. The last three weeks, Dan's like got nothing for his dumb first 15 minutes that we supposed to. And I say it was all on you because he's saving for the bonus episode. So now. So let's just start with the guest at the top of the episode from now on. Um, unless there's something... No, I like having some time in the beginning of the episode okay. to chat okay. with you. Anyway, I watched the John Mulaney special, Baby J. Same. Normally, I would never watch comedy. I don't watch comedy. I mean, I, the last thing on earth I ever want to watch is comedy, but we're Why? doing the bonus episode because I've had enough. And, <laughs> and the last thing, I, and there are very few people I watch. I watch, sometimes I watch Jim Norton because I like to hear him talking about trans women. Uh-huh. Um, Why do I, you like that? Why do you I like just because it's something no one talks about. Okay, the, the fact Jim Norton is a straight cis man dating a trans woman. Really, is the only really, really. What? Well, how a straight cis man who has sex with? Yeah, he's the only comedian. Penises. He's the only comedian that talks about. It. You talk about a topic that ev pretty much every comedian 
addresses the same topics. There's, there's, there's nothing I talk about that hasn't been talked about by another comedian, and that's true with most comedians. Your cousin Sheila, nobody talks about No, but about people her. talk about texting. I mean, yeah, yeah my cousin, obviously my cousin, <laughs> if you get that specific. The point is, who's talking about shit that's really entirely and totally unique? A, Jim Norton, talking about yeah. liking trans women. No other comic talks about that. And B, Keith Robinson, talking about being a stroke victim. Yeah. Now, now, Norton doesn't Those say both... necessarily a straight cis man anymore. He, he's a little... Well, he's straight. Whatever he is. Yeah. Okay. The point is, those are the only two people that, have, that, as far as I can tell, are talking about things completely, wholly, and totally unique. And now uh, Mulaney did. Well, I don't know if Mulaney was 100% unique. Did you unique. watch I it? mean, I think people have talked about drug addiction it. before, but... Um, but did it's you enjoy pretty it? pretty unique. I thought it was excellent. That doesn't mean I enjoyed it. I just thought it was excellent. Because I don't really enjoy watching comedy, but I had to judge it objectively. It's an excellent piece of work and well crafted. Um, the 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 the, the um, as I, I posted this on uh, on on um, Twitter, um, it's excellent at minimum. It may be genius if he made it all up or a oh. substantial part of it up. In other words, he told some crazy stories that were yeah. just. Unbelievably crazy stories about his life uh, when he was uh, addicted to cocaine. Yeah. Are people addicted to cocaine? Yes, just, of course they okay. are. And also benzodiazepines with Xanax and Klonopin and so so forth. So if he made it up, it's genius. Well, it's a much harder to make something up. Right, right, right. Sure. I don't think he made any of that up. I think that- a lot of it was just like so outrageous that I'm like, is this true? If it's true, then he's doing an v- excellent job of communicating a true story. And injecting little things into it to make it funny. Like, well, I don't want to give too much away, but there's. No, the, you can give some of it away. It's um, fine. I mean, it's. Well, there's that, that bit about the whole thing about the that he changed that he, Pete Davidson was texting. Yeah. Him. So okay. Should I talk more? Yeah. Well, yeah. About you it? have to. If people Should I say seen spoiler it? alert? Yes. Say trigger warning. All right. So no. tune out if if you don't if you don't want me to say it, but if you don't want to hear this, but. So Pete Davidson, apparently, he put him in his phone as Al Pacino. Right, but Pete Davidson changes his phone number all the time. Right, so he, yes. But he put him in the phone as Al Pacino for some reason. Well, because, so he, uh, so he would put, he realized that at a certain point he had Pete's number in his phone as nine different Pete Davidson. So then he just started putting him in his, like, very famous so he put it Al Pacino. So he's in the, in the rehab center. In detox. He's in in detox. He's asleep. Or something like, yeah, he's asleep, but the phone is ringing and it says Al Pacino. And the nurse. And the, there's a the nurse, nurse watching him because he threatened to leave rehab twice. Okay, we don't need to div- divulge well, everything. Well, I mean, okay. So the nurse is <laughs> seeing that Al Pacino is calling. So, so is this true or is this not true? Did this really happen? And the nurse wakes him up because, John Mulaney said, because it was fucking Al Pacino. Like, you know. Well, she said that he called. She saw that he yeah, had called, five yeah, missed so, like, calls from, from Al Pacino. Oscar winner Al Pacino. So he he does this whole conversation with Al Pacino. Like, no, I don't think it. Like Pete. Like he. I don't want to give too much away, but Mulaney's on the phone, and the nurse is hearing him saying, "No one's going to blame you," <laughs> you know. Um, and the nurse and and he then does a an act out of what the nurse must be thinking. Al Pacino's saying on the other end, like. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, people are going to accuse me of an 79-year-old man of getting John Mulaney on drugs. So, you know, the, the imitation was very good. It's a lot yeah. better than mine. And the act out was good. The question is, is 
did that really happen that way? Did Al, did, did the nurse really wake him up thinking Al Pacino for sh- was calling? I think for sure it's true. Because if it's true, it's an excellent piece of stand-up. Yeah. If it's made up, it's genius. You know, because to make something up is a lot harder. If all he's doing is taking real shit, and he and he lived a crazy, crazy existence as a drug addict. Yeah. Then it's it's great, but it's not as good as if he made it up in terms of I mean, is it as good? It's it's just as entertaining. Yeah. Probably more entertaining if it's real. I I, I was reading something today, a Cormac McCarthy novel, and there's this amazing story that somebody was telling his narrative of, of their life. And I had exactly the same thought. I'm like, if this is made up out of whole, this is fucking genius. Even even if he based this on some actual story that he heard somewhere. It was still unbelievable fiction. Mm-hmm. But I was actually wondering, like, did he fucking create this out of nothing? Like, this just unbelievable narrative. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, but it's at a, so I say it's at a minimum, it's excellent. And then it might, depending on how much is made up, again, it doesn't make it more entertaining, but in, it makes it more, uh, you know, creative, creatively impressive. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm going to go on record and say that I don't think any of that was. Made it certainly up. seemed real. Yeah, and that that makes it f- when an audience thinks it's real, it's 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 more impactful. Mm-hmm, it's actually mm-hmm. more impactful. Yeah, I think, think so real. too. But it's more impressive if he just made it up. From from the art of of stand up or crafting or right. storytelling, it's more impressive. Well, one thing, yeah, I think so. Um, what you know? It, what's what struck me also is just how I mean. I I knew he had his issues, but I never knew how severe. No, I never. Knew. It was the last person I would ever suspect. That's what I liked of, about of, it. I mean, he seemed so clean cut. He always seemed together. You know, there are people that you meet them, and you're like, this this guy's in trouble. This guy's got problems. And he wasn't. I did not that I spent a lot of time with him, but he never struck me that way. W- one thing. One thing that he didn't talk about, uh, and um, this sort of is related to what we were discussing with Freddie a little bit. One thing he didn't mention, I don't think, is that he that he was suffering during this period. He talked about how he was addicted. He talked about how he, you know, the schemes that he did to get cash mm-hmm. because he told his accountant, don't give me any money. <laughs> so then now he had to figure out how to get money. Rather than just calling up his accountant and saying, it's my fucking money, give me the money, he didn't want to, I guess he was embarrassed. So he had to find a way to get cash, like crazy shit. But one thing he didn't say is that he was suffering. Right. And 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 so I wonder is it possible to be an addict? And definitely he was it was dangerous and he could have wound up dead, but is it possible to be an addict and not be suffering whilst you're an addict? No. I don't think you so. You don't think so? Absolutely not. I mean, out of everybody I know who have suffered from various sorts of addiction, I mean, you it's it's part of being addicted to something, right? I mean, but I mean, if you have the resources to have as much cocaine as he does as you want, is it possible that he was having a good time, even though he was he was flirting with death, perhaps, well, or, think- or, or 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 maybe not death with cocaine? I don't know. I guess sure, of course, arrest, I guess. of course, you can over. I mean, and mixing all those pills with yeah. coke, um, and those, yeah, I mean, he was running himself ragged. I, 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 is it possible he was he was if not enjoying it at least not actively suffering? You, know, you can I, enjoy parts of you can enjoy parts of something and also suffer. From I mean, it. I know nothing about addiction. Well, people I, are addicted to cigarettes; they're not suffering. Sure, they are. Not, 
Sure they are. I, I don't think so, no. Oh, I mean, I, 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 I'll speak for myself. I mean, as an addict for years and years with cigarettes, I love smoking cigarettes, but you also hate it, and you know that you're destroying your lungs. I mean, there are all sorts well, of... I guess that's a different thing, but like, you know, previous generations, my, my father smoked no, they marijuana all it. the time. He wasn't suffering from it. Right, people that are... Yeah, I, I think I, it is. I, think, I, I disagree with you, Perry. I think it is. I, I don't know if it's the case with John Mulaney, and maybe there's things he didn't want to delve into. Maybe he thought it was too much for a comedy special, even though he, he got pretty raw and pretty deep. But but he did say, he did say well, I'm not going to, I know we're revealed enough, but but he, he may not want to uh, reveal certain things that are he felt maybe were too much, maybe certain painful things uh, that he was going through. I, don't I know. think that when you're at that level of being a drug addict, you are absolutely in pain. Well, I, I don't know. I, addiction is one problem I don't have. Um, I have plenty of others, but, but that's one problem I don't have. Nicole, do you have anything to say about that? Are you any? Well, I think that like, it was pretty clear, like suffering comes in different forms that his life was falling apart based on the fact that all of his closest friends had this like intervention for him, how he opens the special is disgusting, the intervention. So I feel like in some way he must've been suffering if it was that clear to his friends that something was going terribly wrong. Yeah. You're ruining your life, right? Like you're aware of that. It's funny what you said, because I, I had a conversation yesterday with a friend of mine who we have a mutual friend who was together guy. And then he, we lost him. He's not dead, but he's, you know, he, He's, he's no longer in anybody's life. They became a crystal meth addict. And my friend said, I was there the first time he took crystal meth. And what he said to me right before he took it was, I don't have an addictive personality. Oh, my God. He said, that was the, that's the first thing. That's, that's the, the last thing he said before he became a meth addict because I don't have an addictive that personality. That is haunting. Yeah, it was haunting, yeah. Dan says, I don't have an addictive personality. <laughs> well, stay I guess, tuned next week when Dan tries crystal meth. Well, I, I mean, you can get addicted <laughs> to anything, I suppose. But I mean, heroin, I get, yeah, you're going to get addicted to certain things if you use them. But generally speaking, I mean, I can have a drink and put it down, uh, you know, without a problem. I guess, I guess I, I'm not an alcoholic. Maybe I. Alcohol, I, alcoholism is a very genetically based uh, addiction, apparently. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And um, certain I, ethnic groups. I'll just leave it at that. Seem to have get ready, get, 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 get the bleep <laughs> finger ready, uh, Nicole. I also seem to have, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, tragically, really uh, a bigger problem with that uh, than others. Yeah, the Jews don't seem to have as big a problem with alcoholism, but I think we have. Well, it's more, expensive. I think we have <laughs> more likely to have uh, certain <laughs> mental illnesses. You know, so I don't want to say that neuroticism. Cocaine neuroticism. is. I mean, I know people. Jew. Anyway, well, of course, there are Jewish alcoholics, but there's studies that there's, there's no, like it's a not a, it's not a common. It's a gene. There's a gene that somehow plays a role. In, the other in thing is, is that I I I liked I liked seeing Mulaney like that though because of exactly what you said that he always mm. came off as like so clean cut and having it together. I liked um, somehow that made him much more likable to me. I really want to say it. I, I remember one conversation I, I was sitting with Mulaney talking to, at the table, and he was telling me about were his parents like professors or something? It could be. I don't know. So, so he was talking about his life. He's married to a Jewish woman, whatever it is. Not and anymore. He, and he got up and walked away. And then I thought that somehow I had turned him off, but in a way I can't explain. That the moment stayed with me. I can I can picture it even now. 
And I had other experiences like this that turned out to be something like some ridiculous other explanation. Like it was just, it didn't fit the box of anything that I could actually identify as a behavior pattern that mm -hmm. I could come to grips with. It was weird in some way. So it, that's why it stayed in my mind. And I think now in retrospect, you, it was it was in some way the drugs. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And the other thing that he said that um, really resonated with me, he was, and if you think about how obnoxious and awful and whatever this story is, imagine that this is one I'm willing to tell you. You yeah, see, I didn't want to say that. I was about to say that, but I, I that was such a that's a good line that, okay. that you just spoiled for our listeners. Well, they oh, got a yeah, spoiler she's new to this business. You know. um, I mean, without saying spoiler alerts. So, by the way, I watched it with French subtitles. Um, oh God! <laughs> just to see if I could learn some new vocabulary, and I did. Uh, intervention in French is a réunion pre-désintox, oh. a meeting detox pre-detox. Yeah, I mean, that French is so much. I thought it'd be intervention, not the way it was translated. Now it could be that it might be translated that way, because um, I guess intervention doesn't mean a drug intervention in, in French. Right, I guess réunion is that what it is? Réunion, which is a meeting pre-désintox before. Before detox. detox. Oh, that's that's literal. <laughs> One of the things in, in this Cormac McCarthy book I'm reading just you know, is, is is a lot of Spanish dialogue. It fucking burns me up. Now, in the um, I read it on the Kindle, so Kindle the Kindle can actually translate right, translate it, it right. But as I'm reading, I'm like, what were you supposed to have done if you if you bought this book? Like, does he expect everybody to speak Spanish? It's so arrogant. Like, maybe you should just translate it on the side or something or in the back. I'm sure it's in the back of the book. No. Right? It has to be. I'm going to uh, wordreference.com just to see if they give the same uh, translation on psychological help. Okay, they, they translate it the way you did, Noam, intervention. They also say, serious discussion avec les proches de quelqu'un. Serious discussion with the people close to somebody. They don't. Um, they do not translate it the way it was translated by whoever did the subtitles. Try to get Cormac McCarthy. You'll never get him. He doesn't do any interviews. <laughs> anyway, wh one other thing I did want to talk about um, with regard to the special is that Mulaney mentioned semi-spoiler alert. It's not that big a deal, but he mentioned that he was not recognized in rehab, mm -hmm. and that sort of bugged him. Bugged him a bit. Um, that you know, and and then he does a whole. Let the record show that when Mulaney first came on the scene, he was called the next Dan Natterman. Was he? I, who called him that? Uh, people. Who, well, he had that voice. Yeah, SD would. But, but other than uh, as a Natterman, well, SD. It new, wasn't. It wasn't new, a, a new universal. Natterman. No, no, no. It was a, it was a pretty common thing. He was a new Natterman. Well, he has a similar voice, but uh, very, very different, obviously, and far more successful. Uh, but no one recognized him in rehab. And that got me thinking about well, the modern. Didn't recognize you either. Well, we know that, <laughs> but but he but Mulaney is much more uh, known than I am. But that I think is 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 just the nat the modern nature of fame is just not what it used to be. Uh, I'm I'm quite sure my parents uh, don't know who Mulaney is, mm -hmm. and I doubt my sister knows. I haven't asked. Um, but everybody knew who Seinfeld was, from a five year old to a ninety five year old. But you can't compare. Well, but, can but, you? Uh, I mean, well, because the, the level of fa fame is different now. I think there's just more people that are less famous. There's 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 not as many people sure. that are household names, but there's more people that have big big followings that are making a lot of money, right? And are su and are famous, but they're not as famous as as the famous people of yesteryear. 
Interesting. Well, let's I'm, say let's say he's a let's say you know, he's famous. He's famous for being on SNL mostly, right? But he's he's hosted, I think, a couple. Of yeah. Times. So he does, I don't think a, he's got a big movie presence. Let's say a Martin Short level fame, or maybe even a little below. Martin Short was a bigger mm-hmm. thing, but like like I'm, what I'm saying is that even then there were people in that a a, per, a, a a well-known snl figure might not have been you know right, it was right. it was never right a, I guess a few so. of them like you know chevy chase became yeah. household names but well that, that's true yeah so even then there young were, people would know who there were people were. like i john lovitz my mother wouldn't have ever known who he right was, right right you know but he's pretty famous yeah but somebody like steve martin or but steve martin was universal right right it's huge so yeah but i do think I do think, but your your point is well taken. It's true. Yeah, I do think there's more people. Do they have these? I mean, it's he's not balkanized. A, famous it's, balkanized. It's more balkanized, and there are people that have big following. I mean, Mark Norman has a big following, and he can fill, you know, theaters. I suppose. And but your parents probably don't know who he is either. No, they certainly no. And but yet, if I ask ten people on the street who's Mark Norman, I don't know that I how robust a response I would get. It may, watching. But he has, you know, but if he has a million people that love him, that's... Uh, that's, yeah, sure. about my, my dentist seems to know all, like, he knows who Sam Morell is, you know. Well, if he's a comedy of, fan, yeah. I guess he is. A, a lot of people, fan. a lot of people watch these Instagram clips. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people watch Instagram. Uh, watching um, Mulaney's special made me think about something that you said, actually, um, which is that there seems to be a trend um, recently that a lot of comics are talking about Therapy. things that are deeply personal. Well, right? no, I, I didn't say that was the trend, though it might be. I said talking about therapy. No, seems to be a trend. You said that um, I don't know the, if I the, said you said that the comics who seem to be doing very well. Oh, okay, right? Yes, but that doesn't mean it's a trend. I'm saying the comics that seem to be blowing up, yeah, are doing long personal stories, right? And which is what this was. Which is what this was. Oh, that you know, but I mean, Sam Morrill's doing doesn't do those, and he's doing quite well. But I think it's more the rule than the exception that the biggest comics like Chris Rock, uh, Mulaney. Um, you know, um, are doing these, uh, Louis, mm-hmm. are doing very personal stuff. They're not, uh, tell by contrast, you can watch a tell for f- uh, three hours and know nothing about his real life. But Louis hasn't and really. He, and he is, he is as skilled as any comedian, some would argue the best, but not as famous as those other guys. No, I, Louis did, I think Louis did more personal stuff before his his thing. But then he, yeah, but I'm saying that he hasn't talked about all the stuff he went through. No, no Chris but he, Rock did. But he talks about his life. It's just he does, he doesn't necessarily talk about yeah. the scandal. Yeah, but le uh, scandal. The, uh, that's right. That's that's, <laughs> that's the word. French is easy, you know. It's le scandal. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a masculine noun, but I'm not sure. I could look that up. Uh, but uh, scandal. I like but, it. But, I mean, I think it's interesting, and because in French, most words that end in e. Are feminine, but there are exceptions. It's noted. Okay. Um, so it's le scandale. I believe it's a masculine noun. I can look that up. You see, that's where that's where my non-native, uh, my non-native status really shines is the masculine and feminine. Uh, so I got so I got a I got a pretty. It is a masculine noun that is correct. A scandal and masculine. Noun. I got a pretty thorough genetic test uh, this week. Oh yeah. And apparently, I find this hard to believe. I'm at genetically low risk for Alzheimer's. That's great. That's good news. Yeah, of course it's good news. But did, did you want to know? I mean, if you were, I mean, that's. A, I don't know if I'd want to know. I want to know. I, I want to. I know. mean, now you want to know because it's yes, good news. That, that was. That's a big question. I, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't resist. 
Um, where, where do you go to? What, what, tell, can you walk I me through? I can't remember that the name of the company. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was Xcode.com, I think. I said. That, that, I mean, you know, that's that that would be a bit. If you did it on stage, you know, I went to I went to, I got a test to see if I was at low risk for Alzheimer's. I forgot the name of it. That would get a big laugh at the at at. That would get a big laugh. Yeah. You can, can get a big you laugh. can take that. No, there's a joke like that guy goes to the doctor's office and says, uh, "Well, yeah, yeah." Um, oh no, no, guy says his friend. He says, uh, "Yeah, I was having trouble with my memory, and the doctor, the doctor uh, gave me this pill, and I can't believe I can remember everything." The doctor says, "His old I says, what? Mm -hmm. What's the name of the pill?" He goes, "What's that flower? It's red and long. It has." Thorns. Rose. I guess it's Rose. Goes Rose. What's the name of the pills I'm oh. taking? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I heard that. That's yeah, a cute joke. Who said Rose? You're, you're, you're offering, I don't know who you're offering the name Rose. That's part of the I don't joke. Know who man. wrote the? You know these street jokes. Some of them are so clever, and you wonder who wrote them. Um, Modi told me a great joke. That I won't tell you. Modi told me a great joke. Anyway, go ahead. Um, anyway, that's good news about the Alzheimer's. Uh, if if Where, it's legit. So, but what do you do? You take. Some well, you don't do what I did the first time. You don't. You don't, you don't jizz in the thing. You don't <laughs> <laughs> ask my DNA. I've told that joke before. No, you spit in the thing. Actually, no. I, I first got it 23andMe, and then there's this new company that you can download your 23andMe genome and, and upload and, it. Okay. Now, you if if you need me to come over to your house to help you download and upload, I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then and then he gives you like a different set of. Uh, traits and stuff speaking of going to but if if you were at risk for alzheimer's learning a second language they do say there is evidence let me tell you something if that I, it is helpful i don't know how helpful if this came up not, that i was at high risk for they, alzheimer's yeah. i literally don't, i think that i would would you, you, you would die not, by suicide I, I don't know it would ruin it would literally ruin the rest of my life and i'm not exaggerating well what I, if what, but what if the risk was at the age of 90 it doesn't say that. Yeah, but you you could inquire. I guess. Well, maybe no, no. But if it was like even even late onset, I'm, I'm six years old. The point is that if I knew, like the BRCA gene is like a high risk of breast cancer. Yeah. Yeah. people get their breasts removed mm -hmm. proactively. I right? know somebody who did that. Got a double mastectomy yeah, yeah. in her oh, Angelina Jolie. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. so. So that's that's what they do. Now, if you get the same kind of thing well, for Alzheimer's, yeah, you can't remove anything. What can you do? Well, what you can do is, as I said, they. They say that learning a second language can and and keeping your mind active can delay it by five years. My mind's active. Okay. What, what are you gonna do? You have you're gonna and there's out. obviously there's foods, you know. I I I eat like probably I'm not exaggerating, uh, fifteen or twenty pints of blueberries a week. I mean, if you do everything right in terms of uh, food, and in terms of not to drinking too much. And in terms of keeping your mind a young, active, a young girlfriend helps too. You 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 could probably delay it by i you know 7 years or something i don't know seven do years you guys lot, get I, I, prostate exams regularly <laughs> whether i need one or not <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, of course every 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 checkup now this you know month, i've spoken about this before month. but I, I know i said but that the technology for prostate exams yeah. is still a finger in your ass yeah mm -hmm. In 2023, when they have a a, a, a sophisticated, they do heart surgery through a little thing that they, you know, that, that springs open in your heart, but they still have to stick a finger in your ass to check your prostate. Is your, they haven't been doing what that for God years. What if God had not made a finger small enough to fit in an ass? Well, we'd, we'd never know whether we had, we don't just die of prostate cancer without any. <laughs> I guess we'd figure something out. But. We'd have to figure something out. That's right. Well, there's got to be some solution. We have AI. Ask, ask Chat GPT.
Well, maybe there's a. Uh, they got to <laughs> stick something in there, whether it's his finger or something. Why? Else. What they? What can? What can they? Tell? Or maybe they could do. You know, you think they, they could can do just it, tell uh, if it's enlarged. They could do maybe yeah, an X-ray or something. Or? No. Why do they stick their finger up? To see if it's enlarged. But could they use? They they probably could use X-rays, but they don't. They, if they don't have to expose you to X-rays, yeah, they don't. So they're erring on the side of caution. But I assume they probably could do that. Yeah, and they, well, they have they have blood tests now too for the cancer antigens, but that's not the same thing, I guess. Um, I my understanding is that it's quite enjoyable for men to have their prostate stimulated. Well, I won't. You know, I I, I won't question your experience, but huh. it um, can be. But I think it depends on who's doing the. Stimulating, obviously, it has it plays a role. But I can't believe you. Say, first of all, that's that's re- so. Listen, I've 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 understood that um, can be enjoyable for a woman to have her vagina fondled, but I don't know <laughs> if the guy if it's anyone a gynecologist does it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'm sure some people. There was because there was just a story in the news about <laughs> some guy who went and got his got a prostate exam, and he actually became aroused as a result well, in the yeah, doctor's of course. office. I'm sure. I'm sure. Jim Norton. Look, I'm sure somewhere <laughs> there's a woman that has been aroused by yeah. your gynecologist. Well, of course, you know, like somewhere Sarah, out there. And then Sarah Silverman have some joke about the Jewish doctor rapist. She, oh. She's ambivalent. About the- well, that was a joke, but I mean, I, I assume, yeah, if you're touching those areas. Um, but, yeah, but a, fr- a prostate exam is not pleasant. It hurts. Yeah, it I, haven't hurts. One, I haven't gotten one in a while. Yeah, it hurts. Um, Why does it hurt? I got a colonoscopy. That's not included in the package, I guess. No, it hurts. One finger in your butt hurts? They're supposed to use one finger? <laughs> No, it hurts. Using it, it, his whole fist, it, it, I find it. I find it hurts. Yeah, not not the finger in the butt that hurts. It's the the, well, the, 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 the uh, pressing. How on long the we've been d- been doing this, uh, Nicole? Just about thirty. I'm going. Okay. Um, well, I just but no, this is important because you're a musician. Yeah. Any thoughts on the death of uh, Gordon Lightfoot? Gordon Lightfoot uh, has died this week. Oh my God, Dan! If you could read my mind, <laughs> uh, I, I I well, it's funny because I just heard there's a there's um there's an instrument called a harpeggi. Which I just discovered like two or three days ago. Yeah. And um, uh, Harry Connick Jr. Was it Harry Connick Jr.? Was playing it? Was playing If You Could Read My Mind by mm-hmm. Gordon Lightfoot. And he was singing, I think. Something like that. I, I might remember wrong. But um, that's, a, that's a brilliant song. Mm-hmm. And can, 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 okay, I'll tell you this. So, so I played... In a little while from now, it's not Gordon Lightfoot. No, that's uh, that's uh, uh, Gilbert, Gilbert O'Sullivan. Yeah, and I played this song for my son Manny, and my son Manny listens to this song. My son's nine. He goes, "Daddy, that's so sad." And it occurred to me that when I was nine years old, I would have never taken in the lyrics to a song on that level. Alone again, right? That's what the it's... lyrics just went by me. They still just go by me. Yeah. And my son listened like really intently to all three verses and. So that kind of got me listening to lyrics. I was like, well, if my son is listening to lyrics. So then just by coincidence, just the day before yesterday, I was listening to Gordon Lightfoot, If You Agree My Mind, sung by Harry Connick Jr. Mm-hmm. And the words are, are incredible. The words are really, really good. To the, if, if you read my mind, what a tale my like, a, just like an old what time. What a tale my thoughts would tell. Yeah, what a tale my thoughts would tell. Just like a old time movie about a ghost in a wishing well in a castle. Anyway, and then it goes, and then it goes, Enter, it, no. and then it goes from the other. If I could read your mind, girl, would it tell your thoughts would tell just like a uh, paperback, paperback novel. Like, it's really good lyrics for a, a very young man to have written. 
So it gave me a, a, a pretty substantial respect for Gordon Lightfoot. Now, the next song I know after that was Sundown, You Better Take Care. Uh, uh, that's a good song. Which is a good song, but not on the level of If You Could Read My Mind. And beyond that, I don't know his... What's the word, Dan? O-E-B-R-E? It's a French word, right? Yeah. Yeah, it means it's like his... His, his body of work. His body of work. <laughs> so... um. But he, I think he's respected, you know. Well, his other song, of his sun, Tum Down, you, uh, if you could read my mind, um, Rainy Day People. Yeah, I don't know that. But but you're leaving. But the other person who died. And uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, which, how's it go? The legend lives on from the Chippewa on Yeah, it's kind of like Irish sound. It's a little... It's That, that I think, is very sad. So That's I, a I, really sad song. See, I have no idea what the lyrics were. That it's one, about the wreck of a real ship that went down. Harry Belafonte also died. Harry. Oh, that's right. Now, but Harry that Bell was last week or this week? Uh, I think last this week. But anyway, or, or right on the borderline of the two weeks, the cusp of the weeks. But anyway, yeah. Harry, now Harry Belafonte mm-hmm. is, to me... Tremendous figure in music. And uh, I don't know to what extent he's responsible for all that, but I spent much time listening to Harry Belafonte growing up. Every single song, those records. and Was it Marianne? Was that his? M- Matilda. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of songs. Oh. Uh, Deo, obviously. Uh, um, uh, um, uh, I believe. Is that, uh, it, Morning Adore Her. What's the other one? Uh, down... Uh, down this way where the nights are gay and the sun Oh, yeah, sun, da, da, da. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to say yeah, yeah. I'm Kingston on Town. my own. Kingston Town. Don't be back for many a day. Yeah, on my anyway, I got to meet a little... Did he write? He didn't Kingston write that, Town. I don't think that's it. He, he didn't write these songs. Okay, yeah. But he brought Calypso music to, to, America. to, the, to America. He was born in, in where? In, in the United know. States? or He might have been born in the United States. Um, maybe to, to parents from the Caribbean or something. But anyway, but this... He was tremendous. He was absolutely tremendous, Harry Belafonte, and also he was born in New York City. Yeah. If you look out later on, he had um, right. he had a live concerts he did on PBS, where some friends of mine were in his band, where he kind of modernized a lot of these arrangements uh, with like an African thing to them, and those were brilliant. Also, again, I don't know to the extent he was responsible for these arrangements, but he definitely was the the guy, the decider of what was good and what wasn't good, and you know what was going to have his name on and what wasn't. And that's a substantial talent, like Sinatra. I mean, you know, S- Sinatra didn't do the arrangements either. But Harry Belafonte is maybe an underrated. He's a towering figure, in my opinion. In didn't in you American sing music. a song recently, Juanita? Is yeah. that him? I love Juanita. Is that, my sweet is that Harry Venezuela? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, All right. So rest in peace. He died. I put Harry Belafonte and then Gordon Lightfoot. Okay. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, hierarchy. You know, I don't want to rank them. Um, but both big losses in the music world. Hey, that I think is our. That's it. Our that's bonus episode. Um, how do you, how do you thank feel? Thank God John Mulaney had a special that dropped because otherwise I don't know what the hell we would have talked about. Well, I'm sure we would have come up with something. Yeah. How I do you so. feel about these bonus episodes? I think they're good. Yeah. I do think they're. I think they're good quality. I don't know that you know. With with if people agree or not. But. Well, I think what you think sort of matters um, as much as anything. Well, I suppose. Um, no, I mean. Not really. I mean, you'd want people to like it. Well, sure. Otherwise, there's no point. Um, thank you, Nicole, You're for being welcome. our sound technician, uh, Pure Lashen Brand. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you next time on Live from the Table and Table Talk. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.